This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a HeadGum Podcast. <clears throat> oh, no. Just do a full siren. Do a full siren. Lowest look. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Hello, halflings! It's me! live and i am joined today by yes jeremy cobb <laughs> and i don't even have the nicknames up that's how ex- excited i was <laughs> uh, and, but andrew searles and morgan buck call me jeremy roll 20 cobb uh, they do they do call you that yeah <laughs> people started giving me branded nicknames <laughs> this is, you opened yourself up to it honestly like it's, it's a smart savvy business move and i'm so for yeah. it it's know? true yeah if yeah. in future if you if you uh paypal me a single dollar uh as long as i'm okay <laughs> with your company I, mm-hmm. I will give you only for a guest on the show though don't don't just yeah. randomly okay. i mean please <laughs> do not randomly do that 100 people do it that's a 100 bucks jeremy i'm all as long as what are you gonna say to free money you know well, I mean, what are you gonna? Uh, that's true, I guess. <laughs> I guess you kind of sell your soul a little bit, but you know, still yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about farming our audience for, for, like, <laughs> for nickname. Look, no one has to do this, but if you so wish, I mean, honestly, this isn't my thing, and Jeremy's told you not to, but it would be funny. But also, don't do it. Mostly, <laughs> you should send him to so, live yes. instead. No, don't do it. That's nothing to do with me. This don't is Jeremy's thing. Don't tweet no, at me right do now. Not, do not at me. Yeah. <laughs> do not, please and thank Jeez. you. <laughs> but we're not the only ones here, as you can tell. Yes. Uh, it is not just Liv and I. Today, we are joined by an incredible guest. You may know them from Twitter. You may know them from your wildest dreams. The DM for Strix U. They also, you may also know them as that. This is Lexi, also known as Black Girl Mage. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm refreshed. I, yes. I uh, battled dragons before I got here. And now, yes. you know, oh, wow. I'm feeling it's, it's so impressive. It's a new year, new me. You know, mm-hmm. I fought so yeah. many dragons that a year has passed. My year starts today. <laughs> oh my I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. May I ask, <laughs> how, did you slay the dragons? Mm. Um, no, we just debated hotly for about like I see three millennia. Oh yeah. my goodness! Wow. Was... So were you like trapped in like a in like a, 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 a another space, another like era, it another was like another pocket realm. dimension? Yeah, it was a pocket dimension. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I accidentally. What happened was is that I got up in the middle mm. of the night. 
I ran yeah. to the bathroom, and when I went to open the bathroom door, it's just mm-hmm. purple, blue sky, stars around me, yeah. and these dragons like were an yelling. And I was oh, like, wow. it's too late for you all to be yelling like this. And <laughs> got through all of their stuff, you know, in my downtime. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's rude. Like, were they keeping you awake, I assume? They were. Yeah. They were so loud. Yeah. Did wow. you get to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> Oh no! Actually, I'll be right Three back. Millennia. I have to go. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes, go piss. All right, go now piss you're back. Uh, go that was piss, a quick girl. piss. That's an incredibly quick piss. <laughs> It's uh, like a bucket. You just, yeah. <laughs> and just run back. Always ready to go. Ready no to go. piss new me. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> no, no piss new year. This is a no piss new year. Right yes, now. Yeah. No piss no, new year. No piss November. Legally, it's not November. Yeah, do not do this. It's not, no- <laughs> it's not November, number one. Number two, do not do that. Uh, um, <laughs> you guys do no piss this year? <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody's just sat there like, yes, I'm still doing it. <laughs> just veins standing oh, out. It's May, Jim. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm start training now. I'm start stretching the bladder to get it to the right size. <laughs> In time. Oh, <laughs> no piss, no members of the commitment. <laughs> that fears me. It gives me fear. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I can't mm-hmm. laugh too much or I'll mess up my training. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll piss. <laughs> can't do it, Jeremy. No. The amount of things you have to turn down. Like, you can't go to any open <laughs> yeah. mics. You can't go to anybody's, no. like, comedy shows. You can't, Mm-mm. like, you can't, can't watch panels anymore. Yeah, you have to log off Twitter. Like, <laughs> you yeah. can't. Yeah. It's not oh, allowed. Jeez. No, no, no. Oh. What? Gang, what are we doing? That's true. We are doing. <laughs> just in. Uh, just pissing. Yeah, true. Lexi. Just pissing. Lexi. This is uh, a solid sixty minutes of listening to just a, a quiet whiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there I go. You said it. Uh, there I go. Sorry. sorry, that was my trigger word. I'm so sorry. Um, so <laughs> I probably should have picked a better one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not to piss and just. Uh, so. I need. <laughs> oh no, Jeremy! No. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming uh, to our show. Yes, yes, thank of you course. So much. I've been a such a longtime listener and a longtime lover of this show. Uh, every Aww. single, every single step of the way, it's just it's life changing. Thank you. This is so nice. I'm always, I literally have this conversation with somebody like, I do not know how to like accept like any kind of compliment. And so I will, and I'm not going to make the noise, but usually I do make a vomit noise and I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. but, but it is a problem. But also thank you so much. That's really kind of you. Thank you. You did it. Thank you. It's a skill. Inside. It's a special skill to be like, yes, really thank is. you so much for. Thank you so much. I deserve these accolades. Thank mm-hmm. you. Exactly. Could of never. course. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Just of course. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's like, I don't yeah. have that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just walk down the street and I say, you're welcome yeah. to people as, as I walk along. What did you do? <laughs> just looking back, you're like, what did you do? <laughs> I just throw open shop doors and shout, you're welcome. And exactly. then leave. <laughs> just run away. So intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> like, just sprint away as fast as possible. Uh, <laughs> Lexi, I wanted to ask you, uh, because you are, in fact, uh, not just a black girl mage. You are also a nerd. Mm. Above all else. 
<laughs> yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Lexi, can you please tell us what is your nerdy origin story? Ooh. Once upon a time, there was a man and a woman. <laughs> and they loved each other so much <gasps> that they had multiple children. But when they had me, they realized another girl and they cried because my dad oh, wanted no! another child to share Batman and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and my mom wanted a boy to share aliens and oh. Lord of the Rings also with. <laughs> And then I grew. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then I emerged. I, I emerged um, victorious. Uh, yes. The nerdiest out of all of my family members. I mm -hmm. grew up with, like I said, my mom and my dad, they're both huge nerds. Um, mm -hmm. My mom went to school for journalism. She was a writer. She was a poet. She was just like one of those weird people that could like twist sentimentality while writing about mm. aliens and writing about oh. the paranormal. Um, a skill, a, a skill. Mm -hmm. I have no idea yeah. how she like how she did it. Um, mm -hmm. My dad was just like he did everything. Like he was a firefighter. He was a DJ. Like wow. he was like a community wow. organizer. Like all of these things. But he loved like Batman, Superman, anything DC, mm -hmm. anything superhero wise. And as I got older, I just kind of absorbed that from them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a particularly like religious strict childhood uh mm. but but also what, really into nerd stuff and horror yeah <laughs> what a combo so, a juxtaposition when yes. i say <laughs> you have to be so creative <laughs> you have yeah. to find yeah. the cool like there was this one series that no one ever remembers but it was called like angel wars guardian force and it was like this freaky christian show about like this eight two angels who are like flunking out of angel school like they're not good oh at God. being angels Whoa, and they're led an by angel academy yes led by the angel michael or something oh and okay okay they go out on missions and they have these like mechanical wings that they use and they go up against these huge monsters that are supposed to be the embodiments of like fear and like Whoa. anger and all of these things and it was like a 3d like masterpiece like it's actually really bad but like i'm i'm looking at this images of this and for right? some reason like my brain is like like my brain is like is have i seen this yeah have i actually seen this though maybe oh it's no wild. <laughs> but like things like that it's like you watch those things and you have to extract the coolness yeah. from them when yeah. you want to yeah. seem mm -hmm. to your friends that like you want to seem like you've seen the matrix or harry potter or like, <laughs> any of those things did you ever did you ever um watch bible man yes yep cypher oh. is my boy what is, is bible man oh, yes. 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 Wait, I, I always missed coats though i did like yeah. coats yeah yeah it's all of these shows were created to mitigate oh children no. yeah <laughs> yep Oh no! Yep. Yeah. Wait, once again, There's... looking it up. Oh dear! <laughs> I need to do a quick like plug anything. because I did an entire episode discussing Bible Man with the on the podcast cult classic no. callback. Uh, oh, they had goodness. never seen Bible Man, uh, mm -hmm. but they had heard of it. And uh, let me tell you, folks, it does not hold up. It does not <laughs> hold yeah, up at all. Not. at all. Cypher is uh, cool. Like the the yeah, blade. Cypher... Uh, like I don't even know what they're called. I've been looking up, like trying to figure they're out like what rings. they're called. They're like rings. Oh yeah. gosh, mm -hmm. the work that they're, was done on also, that show. Also, like 
if if I guess if if, if you're not familiar with Bible Man, imagine uh basically no, super a Christian superhero <laughs> wearing armor that approximates Batman's armor from yes. uh yeah. specifically Batman and Robin era, mm-hmm. yep. where it's like really mm-hmm. like very solid like hard plastic uh <laughs> sculpted yeah. uh torso abs with bright pecs. color yeah abs pecs yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. and also a cape and a lightsaber. <laughs> Yes. And it's like so wild. Batman gets to be like epic. Like he at least it's like when the mm-hmm. city's in danger, it's like a population that is in danger. So you feel a little bit of danger. This guy just shows up to Sunday school because the kids at Sunday school are like, <laughs> should I steal from my parents? And he's like, yes. he like runs across a the city. Child no, is having a problem. <laughs> and Bible Man shows up to yeah. stop them. Like, but he has his own like Bible oh cave God. type thing. I don't yeah, remember what it's does. called, but he has like a headquarters with a computer. What's his kryptonite? Is it just? I mean, hell? Is it hell? It's, the concept it has to be no. hell. The concept. Yeah. Okay. Because he <laughs> Basically, also struggles every... with things himself too, and it doesn't. It doesn't oh hold up now because you're just like, oh, so you're just a person. Yeah, <laughs> it's not... so relatable. He's an yeah, everyman. Yeah. Oh my god! All the bad guys are just embodiments <laughs> of things that plague humans. Mm-hmm. So, like the first one I ever saw was the Shadow of Doubt. That's the yes. guy's name. That's the, 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 the super. All this, also most of the supervillains oh are played Lord. by the same guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> he, he like it's constant, consistent work. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um... But he, they basically, yeah. Bible Man's weakness is that they cause him to succumb to whatever they represent so yeah. bible man starts to okay. doubt himself or starts to doubt his faith or maybe he gets uh, irrationally angry or mm. like he gets depressed or anything. i hope He's just for a the guy. love of god that he, there wasn't like a lust episode i really hope I that's not the case remember they did no. like they were they played like lusty music for all of the sins like Ooh. when the sins would mm-hmm. walk like i remember a specific Ooh. like one movie where the music was like Oh, do you remember the movie where they had the ki- like a music a full blown music video video in the middle of the yes movie? Like- yes, we re- we reviewed that on one of the I think that was one of the episodes what? we reviewed on Call Classic. Oh my Call back. goodness! Like, they just use music to signify mm-hmm. evil or like mm-hmm. a very strong song to signify Bible Man is here and coming. But yeah, it was just it's like stuff like that that like okay everyone else got Harry Potter and then we had Vegetales mm-hmm. and Bible Man like. <laughs> It's Oh, like, I had to ask you, Lexi. Yeah. Wait, you mentioned you liked you liked fantasy and horror. Did yes. you ever read Frank Peretti's books? No. You didn't? Because no. when I'm you start talking about angels, I thought you were about to go, oh my goodness. Okay, I don't know if these hold up, but at the time I read them, they seemed <laughs> really good. Yeah. I, I I recommend if you are a Christian or have in the past enjoyed Christian mm-hmm. literature and are open to enjoy to reading it now, I suggest the books This Present Darkness uh, mm-hmm. and Piercing the Darkness. Not necessarily for mm-hmm. the theological content, but the 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 the, the basically lore. they are about angels yeah. uh they, they are about okay. the idea is it's like a, there's a town that is being invaded by demons uh and then a group of angels have to show up to fight the demons mm. but they're all invisible to the people so like the battleground is basically like a spiritual oh. battleground that's taking place around all of these human characters and like the human characters like the, there's like parts where like demons uh will jump onto people and they won't necessarily possess them but they will start to like influence them 
so they'll like stick their oh, claws like into the people's minds. Yeah, yeah, and wow, like okay. the demons are like grotesque and like dis- disturbing and scary. They have like these giant like bat like uh like they're like weird bat things with huge like yellow eyes bulging yeah. out of their heads and like it's it's gross. And then the angels look like just dudes. If you like <laughs> that kind dudes. of stuff, have you seen Warrior Warrior Nun on Netflix? Warrior oh, I Nun. I've heard such Warrior good things. Nun. It's it's I've heard such good yeah, things. It's Mostly gay things. Very gay but yes, things. Um, yes, yeah. uh, it's like none of the something... things we've mentioned are gay up until now. Yes, sadly. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 no, yeah. but the the so it, it talks about like the idea. It's not even commending Christianity or any sort of religion, mm-hmm. but it's like the idea that there's this magical artifact called a halo that gives power to one a chosen one called the warrior nun throughout the ages starting from the joan of Arc, like starting from joan of Arc, and it goes into their back and gives them the ability to fly they remain immortal they can't like die and they can like they get super strength and like battle awareness and stuff like that and so it's literally about like this person that comes to the earth and everyone's like oh it has to be an angel because he's performing miracles Mm -hmm. but they're like mixing this like biblical definition of what people call angels with a literal definition of a demon with technology and like elon musky levels of like (laughs) controlling the world and automation and it comes Mm -hmm. together it's like such a beautiful it like makes me go okay uh angels kind of pop off though like not exactly in that ballpark anymore but angels pop off Mm -hmm. they kind of they go hard um yeah i mean because i was gonna ask uh jeremy when you say like christian literature would it count as the ya novels i read when i was a tween that were just like this sexy angel comes along and he loves you and you've lived 1200 lives and like (laughs) (laughs) and he saves you every time like that kind of christian fanfic does count Yeah, could be. Don't <laughs> it's real. You, gang, it's real. Have y'all <laughs> seen, it's just have y'all seen Angels in America, the play? <laughs> no, Wait, I really no, I want haven't. to. Because what you just mm-hmm. described, there's a character in that who's closeted, but uh, religious. Oh, and yeah. he talks mm-hmm. about what appears to, he doesn't refer to it this way, but it's clearly like a sexual awakening for him. That mm-hmm. he saw a painting of Jacob wrestling with the angel of the Lord in, uh. in Genesis. And, um, which is a wild fight in and of itself. Yes. Um, but, but... Um, <laughs> So I he, just, mud, mud wrestling angels. Is this what we're? Yeah, we, he's in the middle of the yeah? night. Okay. A, a dude shows up. Uh, Jacob starts wrestling with him. Uh, okay. Just out of nowhere, they start wrestling, oh, and then okay. the angels like, "Let me go. It's about it's to be all. morning. I gotta go." And Jacob's like, "I won't let you go unless you bless me." And the angel pops his hip out of place. Like the angel responds by dislocating Jacob's hip, and Jacob's still Good like, for "You angel." Yeah, and Jacob's still like, "No." I won't let you go unless you bless me. And the angel's like, ugh, fine. Here's your blessing. No, what, what's Jacob going to do now that his hip I, is popped out? I don't understand. Like, well, I wasn't really focused lives. on the hip. I kind of stopped listening when you talked about the hip because yeah. this is very sexy. Yeah. Like, it's a very yeah. sexy idea of like, <laughs> oh, we're wrestling till morning. <laughs> and yeah, I know. Like, well, that's it's like, let me go. No. Yeah, in the play, it's like the wrestling with the angel, uh, I think, is not only is does, does the character find the angel super sexy, but also mm-hmm. the wrestling with the angel angel uh, symbolizes his wrestling with his own sexuality oh, because he grows up in a very homophobic good. environment oh, so which, by the way telling me mm-hmm. you to- you laid a trap of oh this was this is for gay people only you laid a trap and i walked directly in it i walked yeah, and i'm said, sorry oh, kind of sexy <laughs> well, you're like, you should watch angels in america it's really good it's incredibly gay <laughs> The full title is Angels oh. in America: A Gay Fantasia Foiled. on National Themes. It's I love such, it. It's such a gay play. It's awesome. 
Oh, it's really I mean, good. Well, that. it's technically two plays. Oh. It's like seven hours of gay. It's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, That's sounds, more than that Netflix like will give us, so. It's so true. Oh, and then it cancels it straight away. Lex, don't even get me fucking started. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you were telling us about your origin story. Sorry, yeah. Lex. And then we started talking sorry. about angels for a solid 10 minutes. Uh, uh, circling back to Bible, man. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like I had to make so much of what I didn't have. And so I mm. turned to writing. Me and my brother turned to writing. Like uh. every summer we would plan all the school year about like characters and stuff like that. And because we had limited computer time, as mm. I should have. Um, and then... <laughs> As I wish I had now. No, I cannot set that limit on myself now, but I wish I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, we would sit down every summer and write for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Like this book of like fantasy. It was like a urban fantasy book um, about like kids who like realized their parents could all manipulate time. And like Ooh, it was self inserts through the roof. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. really bad. Like we had a character named Silver and then my brother's character, self insert character was gray. Like I was like, why did we do this? It's because Sonic exists. And I my brother it. wanted to have As soon gray. as you said Silver, I was like, like the hedgehog. Yeah. Yes, exactly <laughs> like the hedgehog. Exactly like Very the hedgehog. Nice. So it was like, nice. we wrote that stuff and then as we got older like started reading my dad's comics started actually going out and buying comics ourselves um Mm -hmm. and i was an avid reader like would just read through everything i possibly could and we used to have like Mm. ratings in high school in grade school into high school where it was like a lexicon or something like what like what grade do you read at and so you would Mm. Read books, get points to go to the book fair and spend them later. And I was just like maxed out, oh, yeah. fully maxed yeah. out. Like couldn't read. Like, maxed the only out thing... book fair life. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing I, I think couldn't that read was, was Harry me, Potter. Yeah. yeah, was that you? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was. Yeah, even though it was the UK. Like, I, uh, yeah, that's very, very familiar. Yeah. Yes, was yes. your yeah. Scholastic? Because was it always the Scholastic yes. book fair? Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. And all the books were too expensive, so I couldn't fucking buy anything. Yeah, it was so wild. expensive. <laughs> it's they were yeah. so expensive for no reason. Like Scholastic mm-hmm. was like, we're here to bring you books. We're not here to make them accessible to you as children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you've come to my school. This isn't like a like a private school. <laughs> Scholastic. <laughs> exactly. They're like hoping you run home in tears, like, please let me get Derby Wolfie Kid tomorrow. Please. Mother, I want to buy Thunderpants or whatever it's called. Oh, Captain Thund- Underpants. Captain Underpants. Underpants is so yes. good. Also written by an Ohioan. Yes. That Pilkey is oh. Ohioan. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ohio. The legacy of Ohio. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Captain yeah. Underpants. That's how we describe it. Did you ever read it. Super Diaper legacy. Baby? Yes. Yeah, uh, Liv, you seem to be super that diaper, was very, baby. Um, <laughs> no, it no, was wait, very what? guttural for me. I was like, yes. <laughs> instinctual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've read Super Diaper, So baby. fast. Uh, it's a spinoff wait, of Captain every, so, so what, it's called? Super what? Super, super, super diaper, diaper, baby. It's like, super I think it's written by Dan and Harold. I think those are the names, the protagonists. Yes. I think like it's written the, by them. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, like, there, there's just been, like, a sprawl of books in that same exact style. And I don't know if it's actually still written by, like, is it Dave or Dav? Dave? I think it's, well, it's spelled Dav. It's spelled but I don't Dav. know if it's pronounced Dav. It might be mm-hmm. Dave. Dave Pilkey um, is his mm-hmm. name. Yeah. But, like, it's interesting to walk around and see that. My niece, um, she's, like, nine, and I've been getting her into, like, she loves reading graphic novels and, like, things that have pictures mm-hmm. with it. And she found some of my old Captain Underpants books and loved, like, the flippograms in them. Like, they're the ah, flipperamas. That's what fun. it's called. Um, but mm-hmm. she hates the newer books. Like, whatever. There's something about these newer mm-hmm. books that she's like, it, they don't have it. And I'm like, They've yeah. They've lost their sparkle. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, the it's list like just. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say it's like when Percy Pig stopped using pork gelatin, but that mm. I think that's a reference only Liv would get. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, it's an M and S. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a it's a UK thing, like full big big full yeah yeah the M and S. Basically, nonsense. if you ever go to it's England, a, oh go to uh-huh. Hagley, mm-hmm. Liv, you got this. I was just gonna say it's it's just a it's a little it's a little uh, candy. It's like a little sweet, and it's just like a pig, and it's pink, and it, they come in these little bags, as you would imagine. Um, and and they're available in M and S, and there's sometimes like like you've got also got like Little and Aldi over in the UK that like do a lot of knockoff stuff. Yeah, like they'll take things that are like you know in the posh shops quotation marks and then we'll like you know sell them for cheaper um basically and yeah delicious very Ooh. very very nice yeah. very nice stuff yeah i so i use pork jelly pork pork what mm. right so they in percy pigs they used to use pork gelatin because they're gummy candies mm-hmm. they're not just like mm-hmm. any old candies oh, they're, they're not hard candies they're gummy mm-hmm. so yes. they used yeah. pork gelatin and back when they did that is when I discovered them when I was like six years old because oh. um, I used to go to England all the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my classmates used to literally give us money to bring them back <laughs> because these things were so like wow. they were really good like yeah. really really good uh, yeah. like really really good oh and my people, God. Like, people do rave was, about them yeah but I, I've never I throughout my childhood I just never enjoyed like sweet things mm. so oh. like I was just like no oh, take it or leave it yeah cool but people love them yeah Interesting. they were the only candy yeah. i would eat because i didn't like sweet things either i yeah. only yeah, weirdly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were the only candy i would eat uh and mm. and um eventually like a few years ago they switched from pork gelatin to i think vegetable gelatin or something oh, like that okay. like a more yeah like basically mean, they're making yeah. it yeah 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 so a, a good moral change but yeah, flavor wise i feel a slight uh downgrade <laughs> yeah. it just hasn't yeah. been the same mm-hmm. Oh, a shame that's so yeah, rough because you would think like can you like just test it more to make sure it's closer to what mm. people already know because like i it's it i was literally just talking about this with my niece because she had a bag mm-hmm. of skittles she was like do you want some skittles and i was like i don't eat skittles because <laughs> it's, they got they betrayed they me. betrayed me <laughs> and they switched the lime green skittle to the green apple green <laughs> skittle and it's back to lime now and i didn't realize Whoa. that but it was a very seamless transition because it's all green. Mm-hmm. And pe- mm-hmm. nobody else, when I spoke to them, they didn't really care. They didn't really notice. And then mm-hmm. I, I, but I blatantly n- n- like noticed and like tweeted at them in my baby Twitter days. And they were <laughs> like, they were like, we'll bring it back someday. Like, who knows? And I was like, oh my God, a company spoke to Why? me. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I'll hold out for you, lime green Skittle. <laughs> and now it's back. Like, that's you did that. Yeah, it's you may change. It was me. You did that. I mm-hmm. walked so Absolutely. the lime green skittle could run in 2023. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Lexi. It means a You're lot. Welcome. Um, <laughs> so yes. after, yeah, after after, after lime green after skittles, classic book fair. Yeah, back to book the fair. Back to the whole interview thing. <laughs> we uh, get older, and everything is superheroes nonstop. It's all superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's as much superhero content as we can take in, whether that's comics. Um, like I started off with reading the the Runaways and couldn't read them in order because mm. I was borrowing them from the library, but I didn't realize yeah. it was in order. So I'm just reading, 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 mm. reading. Um, mm. And as we get older, start reading more chapter books, start reading more comics, step away from comics a little bit because I was like, oh, there's an order to these. Whoa! Um, <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. like I'm disinterested now that I have to buy them in a specific <laughs> order. Um, <laughs> the 
literal t- stopping point is like, oh, there's a, a book sequential one. story. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Um, but I love just like seeing heroes in their environment and watching them like have like you could literally have little mini arcs and they would make references to other things. But I was like, oh, this is normal. I'm sure um, they just say this to let you know something else happened another time and then you can get back to the story. It's perfectly fine. Um, mm mm-hmm. And kind of branch from comics into manga, into anime, into fantasy, into Mm. horror, into cinematography, into like, it just got bigger and bigger and like Mm -hmm. started becoming a musical theater nerd and a music nerd. And it was just like, literally, it took me getting to junior year of high school. That's when the Beyonce self-titled album dropped. Changed my life. Turning point of everything where I was like, oh, I've got to sneak and listen to everything. And I just started... Mm -hmm like made a tumblr that year um yes oh oh that is that's the hallmark of a yes, nerd right there took that's it everything all at once all of my fandoms all at once and just became a fandom person non-top like for yeah. every single thing comics um movies yep. uh tv shows music musical theater all of that stuff <sighs> and i i don't it's 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 always so exciting to like hear somebody who also went down that dark path, yeah. you know, like uh, the fandom path we is all We chose this. We <laughs> yeah. chose it. It built us up to who we are now. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I've always been scared of the fandom. Uh, mm-hmm. I, As you, you should, should be. be. Yeah. Yes. I have yes. found that almost. Yeah. Every time I will say every time I have ex- really started to engage with a fandom, almost not every time. The mm-hmm. one time that it didn't, I think, was with tennis. Because tennis, oh. uh, the tennis fandom, at least on the tennis fandom that I have observed <laughs> on Reddit, uh, just mm-hmm. seems nice. Uh, yeah. th- half the time they're okay. just making memes about how they wish Federer and Nadal would get together <laughs> and how they wish they were like more friends and stuff. <laughs> oh and I'm like, it's yeah, uh, It's well, because yes. there's all these cute, like, I don't know what it is. It feels so wholesome. There's all these cute photos of them just like sitting together with oh. their arms around each other. That you see when, like, I think it was when Federer was going to retire, he's sitting mm-hmm. next to Nadal and they're holding hands and like they both are like crying and it's like this is the sweetest thing uh that's yeah every other fandom though that i have observed has made me like the thing that i enjoyed less Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah. it's definitely can do that Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard like i feel like fandom has not only it has definitely taught me that the internet is exactly what you make it um there are dark corners of the internet that i never have to go to because i don't want to um it has taught me the importance of like using a block button or being like almost every single social (laughs) network has in the ability to like expand the options on something you're seeing and say i don't want to see something like this ever again (laughs) like you can exercise that but also Mm -hmm. like I think diff- the difference, because I wasn't a Reddit kid, I was a Tumblr kid, and on Tumblr, I think Tumblr is the last place on earth anyone's doing anything earnestly, like, just because I mm-hmm. enjoy this. Like, I'm drawing art because I enjoy this movie, or I'm writing up a whole script, or analyzing fanfic, and, like, doing yeah. all this stuff just because I enjoy, or knitting, or any mm-hmm. any sort of craft or hobby you could come to. Everywhere else, on Instagram, you have, you're at the mercy of likes, and you're at the mercy of the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Tumblr is such a dark corner that you're, like... This is my little box. If anyone comes in it, yeah. thank you. But like, you don't have to let even let me know you were here. Like, fame doesn't yeah. exist on Tumblr. So yeah, like, there's even like a whole subgenre of, of like Tumblr famous, which yes. is like you are like you're not Tumblr. Like, like you're not 
you will be forgotten in mere minutes, mm-hmm. but for a time, for a time, you're you're hit. Yes. It's, it's yeah, it's a whole. It's it's, it's a, so you got like a thousand reblogs on one like one particular yes. post you made, and then nothing yeah. e- nothing ever again. Nothing, nothing else. Ever again. Nothing, nothing ever else. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And it Tumblr does seem definitely. Like, oh yeah. Oh no! I was I was just gonna say Tumblr seems like like sort of a bleeding heart. If I was to imagine that, like, because it, it's very strongly felt, mm-hmm. everything there seems mm-hmm. like the stakes are very personal and very yes. high. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. but also mm-hmm. like very precious. And like I it, it I kind of came towards it from the outside, and that's just kind mm-hmm. of what I've observed from it. It seems like it was a really good place for a lot of marginalized communities to grow, in part mm-hmm. because of yeah. that. In contrast to something like Reddit, which is a lot more cynical and weirdly mm. de- well i don't know if it's that much more depraved it's depraved in different ways <laughs> in a different uh, way <laughs> yeah, yeah it's depraved in different ways uh, yeah. but yeah it's it's there's there seems to be a lot less ironic distance or cynicism uh mm-hmm. in at least in the, like mm, the golden sure. era of tumblr yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely like full involvement like tumblr encourages you to go in like fully with your chest and just like say it as loud and as proudly as you can because someone will like it um, yeah. And I think that that's like definitely the energy that brought me to like when I did find storytelling, when I did find because I got into like after I was writing with my brother a lot, it turned into script writing and I just started reading a bunch of scripts and found a community that was like on Tumblr that were like, hey, anyone want to read this? And you would just read through stuff Ooh. and even if it was bad it's like no here's something that i love <laughs> rather than on reddit i'm on like there's our screenwriting like i'm on that like reddit mm. uh uh section i don't know what it's called like a thread i don't it, i don't know if it's the whole thing's called yeah a, thread. Thread? Uh, a subreddit a subreddit yes i'm oh, on that yeah. subreddit and a lot of it is like people wanting to see the good but mainly being there to point out the bad um mm-hmm. and it's it's a very inverse thing um yeah, where I'm not saying like Tumblr is good at all, but I think it's something that definitely m- molded me into the type of nerd where like if I like something, I go all in with it and just like mm-hmm. try to figure out how can I fully involve myself in liking this thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So d- how did that lead you then? Because we've gotten we've gotten as far as screenwriting, which mm-hmm. by the way, I, I need to very quickly ask you: Have you read Berserk? I've become I've become an apostle of well now that's that's the wrong word to use in the content. <laughs> I keep, I keep but okay, every single time I've seen this book. I've seen this book in an airport. I've seen this book like <laughs> the you're talking about like the manga, right? Yeah. Like, the the manga. really thick one. Yes. I keep seeing it in random places and it's like mm-hmm. projecting its it's, following it's you. saying you need to read this. And every mm-hmm. single time I've bought it, I've been like, mm. Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I need to. I need to so badly. Yeah. It's. It's. I will say this. It is. It is. Uh, not for the faint of heart because it does. It goes there, and then sometimes it goes too far there. Uh, but the overall storytelling, the art, the characters, all that stuff is extremely good. Like I, I really. If you are not like, I mean, if you are into horror and you and like really hardcore stuff does not bother you, or at <laughs> yeah. least, or you can at least muscle your way past mm-hmm. it. I think it's an extremely rewarding read. Like yeah. uh, any yeah. of the violence, brutality, all that. I fe- I think ends up being secondary to like the emotions of the story. Nice, mm-hmm. interesting. Also, a little yeah. bit gay. In fact, the, the, one Thank of the central you. relationships okay, being very yeah. gay. Truly, it's always good. It's always good to yeah. know. Serving honestly. the people. Yeah, not healthy um, though. Not healthy oh, gay. Bad, oh, no. bad gay. Oh, it's no. not a good gay. Oh, no. 
bad gay. <laughs> Naughty gay. The very bad gay. <laughs> bad. Yeah. But, uh, um, Lexi, I was going to ask, because um, I'm also a horror nut, um, what, are there any, like, you know, uh, pieces of media that stick out to you that like, yeah. you really enjoy? And I think I'm more of, like, I will finesse the horror thing and say I'm way more of, like, a thriller, a psychological horror person. Shit. I love mm-hmm. the idea of, like, someone writing how people's minds work. And mm. or even that idea, there was always that meme of like, um, oh, it, it, I think it, I think it was Tumblr, Twitter, who cares? But it was like something that was pictured <laughs> and then like resent out a bunch of times. But it's like, mm. oh, someone should write a horror movie where like everyone makes the right decisions and no matter what, they still die or something like that's really what's oh. scary. And I'm like, that's the definition of thriller. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. everyone's still making very logical decisions mm-hmm. and bad yeah. things happen anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. That's like Rosemary's like, baby. It's. She yes, calls the police. Exactly. Yes. She tries everything That's a she great can. Example. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. and no one's listening. Yeah. Anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. anything in the realm of like Get Out. Anything in the realm of mm-hmm. uh, Midnight Mass is one that's like oh, very. I love that show. God, I love that show. Anything Mike Flanagan, honestly, truly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was this series called Slasher that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's actually on Ooh. the like. It's it's there at like five seasons now, but the original idea, mm. the original setup was that uh, there was a girl who her parents were killed by a slasher who like was jealous. Like it was a it was a friend of theirs that was jealous of their oh. life, and she, yeah. you know, like he kind of like forcibly removes her as a baby is a whole thing it's kind of gross it's bad but she just decides to move back home and live in the house because you know free house it, I guess, I guess. It, it's just like this housing market's crazy exactly. out there, you know, it's wild. Like, it's like she moves back with her. <laughs> that's disgusting that's it's i know that's the real horror movie it's exactly the that's the true it's horror truly the is. 2008 <laughs> <laughs> housing crisis is the birth of the true horror the real monster are the banks the houses they're so getting true. more expensive um <laughs> the bubble is going to pop um yeah, she like moves back home, and it was just this wonderful, slow burning. Ev- a person dies every. Ep- so I guess it's not slow burning, but a person dies God. every single episode according to a like the seven deadly sins. And oh, it was, yes, I love uh, that. It was wonderful in the sense of like you don't know what they did until after they die, and then it walks like through why they just yes. Yeah, exactly like seven. And it's like this slow, like you figure out what their life was in this town and why they deserved to die for this the sin mm-hmm. that they do. Like, and it's gruesome and create like has very creative kills, I guess. And every mm-hmm. single season after that, like at the end of that, you realize like the main character went to this summer camp. So then the next season is like you go to the summer camp and it's a bunch of camp counselors who accidentally killed a counselor and buried the oh, body shit. and they're building a tennis court like over it. So they have to go what? back and move it. And mm-hmm. it's like they're staying in this camp and it's winter. They can't move around anywhere without like freezing mm-hmm. to death. And each of them start getting picked off. And it's right. like, oh no, very way. creative in how they kill people and how mm-hmm. they deliver the story. And it's like stuff, anything like that where you're following specific mm-hmm. people and it's not like this faceless um mm. i don't know a person with no personality that just gets killed it's like no we right, have to hear the yeah. monologue a little bit about their life mm-hmm. i want to know yeah. the monologue first Shit. and then yeah. we dive into things like 
so like i i am a big fan of like the the silly like friday the 13th mm-hmm. like oh this teenager is just like here to bang uh-huh. <laughs> and then <laughs> sex is bad kids then, sex is bad yeah <laughs> sex is bad and it's immoral and you deserve to die for having sex yes. and that's all we know about you always they always uh-huh. do that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, um Oh no! Go ahead. Oh, I was go just ahead. gonna say it sounds like a sort of like a a post postmodernist take on like a lot of horror tropes. Because as you're describing, it's like, oh, that sounds like Seven. Oh, that sounds like Friday the Thirteenth. They have to go Seven. back to to Camp uh, Camp Crystal Lake. I was supposed to say Camp Green Lake. Very different franchise. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. but, laughs> they have to go back to Camp Crystal Lake. It's like that. It's yeah. It sounds like it's taking all of that, but being like, but what if we did it creatively? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's cool. It's it's wonderful, and I think I like those things more because I think with movies like friday the 13th and uh, other movies like they're very fun to watch and i get a thrill from watching them like i think they're so fun and funny but i think there's not a lot to like dive in on when you like try to Mm. look at it with like a critical eye like i think a lot of people have but i think like once you get to these criticisms of those movies or things that feel like they're in dialogue with those movies you get to Mm. a place where you're like oh, I can actually watch that movie with a little bit more light, actually. Now that I've seen mm-hmm. this other movie that did that and explained why it was, like, why that was such an effective way to go about things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then come back to this movie and be like, oh, that was a conversation. That was a beautiful conversation I just had. Like, mm-hmm. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's so cool. I, I'll go ahead. I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, like, on if anyone's like a, not a fan of horror, and you're like, why are they so excited about the kills in movies? Well, look, um, <laughs> sometimes people are really creative with how they murder a person yes. in a horror film, and also sometimes they use practical effects, and it looks really cool mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if you want to know more about what makes things um, in films look good when it's a kill, I suggest taking a look at Dead Meat Kill Count, mm-hmm. uh, which is a youtube um a youtube channel um yeah the channel is called De- dead me and they they count all the kills in a bunch of horror films and it's really really fun yeah. so yeah it's like fairly it. symbolic like it can be very very symbolic um mm-hmm. rather than it just being like like oh we keep coming back to religious undertone undertones but there's a reason <laughs> that people do the like dying on a cross motif a lot because it represents mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. symbolically and it brings something yeah. to the allegory of how the person dies and what they might mm-hmm. represent, especially if whether they were the opposite, like if there was someone who was like air quotes unholy or not a saint and they right. die that way, it represents something different than if it is the person who's like the mm. innocent person who always cared about other people and wanted the best for other people and they die that yeah. way. It's exactly found it's it's establishing you saw them in the correct light. Um so mm. killing them mm. creatively is like such a beautiful craft and then doing it in mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to like D D, you kind of have to do the same thing. Like Mm-hmm. you can't just kill someone needlessly you have to think yeah. about symbolically what would they bring to the last point of their life and what would this cinematically look like for the last for for their last breath to be mm-hmm. symbolic of everything they've lived before now yeah, uh, yeah. it's when, interesting so to study yeah are you talking about npcs or pcs or both both like both. Yeah. Oh. i think mm-hmm. npcs sometimes have this like weird space where you can throw them under the like under uh, the wheels and it just not matter. And, and the goal is to just mm-hmm. like, however it happens, we're just trying to get the players to care. But mm-hmm. I think that sometimes, especially when players are attached to them, you can bring mm-hmm. such a level of like respect to a character by giving them a death that I don't know. It, it respects them if, in, mm-hmm. in that yeah. sense. PCs, obviously I think every PC deserves like 
you deserve some sort of death that represents your life. Um, yeah. Even if it is. A monumental Exactly. Death. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like interesting because we can create that experience visually, like in how you actually kill the person or mm. in what we get to do, which is stretch out of like that eidetic moment of like stretching out a moment with words and mm-hmm. making something that might last a second last an entire session, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's wonderful that we have options and ways to do that. But like, yeah both ways yeah how can you give us an example of like either something that you've done in a game or just a hypothetical uh that that like would embody this point just for people listening and also for me because i'm really i'm really interested this is awesome yeah me too yeah Yeah, (laughs) i mean i thought about like this is (laughs) this is interesting i have definitely thought about ways that my i would kill my players not even kill but i guess Mm -hmm. To kill is the action of like actually getting rid of their lives. I more so think about their death, um, like mm-hmm. what I would include in their montage or like what's the last thing I would say to them um, or yeah. have someone else say to them. So I think that a lot of the times I, I don't have a specific example because I haven't had to kill any players yet. But mm, yeah. some another way Which that is I good. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of, kind of yeah. good. Um, yeah. But also you're like, what if I yeah. what if I did? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that a way this has pop- popped up is even outside of death using it with like memories and flashbacks it's the same exact Mm. mechanic of being like what matters to you the most and let me pull Mm -hmm. on this and make this matter i use it a lot in strixu where it's like you see yourself Mm. in a mirror describe what you look like and then me taking Mm. over that and talking to that person and saying exactly what their character and maybe the person needs to hear exactly in that moment and it's just like Mm -hmm. impossible to if you've never studied death or never not even study Mm -hmm. if you've never experienced like grief or never like Mm -hmm. thought about how others might feel and thought about what other people might value then it's really Mm -hmm. hard to pull those moments out of your ass like it's really hard Mm -hmm. to be like let me make a moment that matters to people Mm -hmm. even though i've never thought about another person in my life but yeah yeah it's this it takes a lot of empathy exactly it's it's Mm -hmm. the same skill that's used with making flashbacks making memories making villain monologues it's like you know what's going to cut to your players and what's going to make Mm. that person lunge with the knife using that same exact thing with death and being like okay what's the thing that this person like who would they want to see in their final moment Mm. um or if it's if it's that time stretching where we're actually talking to the player as they die or showing like a flashback or giving the the other pcs a chance to talk to them while it's happening that's wonderful but then also past it it's like okay anyone can die from a power word kill anyone can die yeah. from a meteor swarm that gets cast and it takes out almost everyone but this mm-hmm. one character like the wizard is just out down for the count thinking about like mm-hmm. this meteor swarm and what it might mean to them to be like mm-hmm. a, a spellcaster to be taken out by a spell and like how does this work with yeah. their background and like how they even study and what this mm-hmm. might mean did they ever want to did, did they ever think they could die by the hand of magic because they were so mm-hmm. powerful like mm-hmm. questions like that yeah um, it's all important yeah. sort of like i feel like there's a lot of anime so, influence yeah. right yes. in what you're describing yeah. mm-hmm. Because anime is the one that, like, when you're talking about before they die, I have to give my monologue. That's like, if you watch something like Demon Slayer, um, (laughs) which I don't think is, like, the greatest anime in the world. But it is, it is, it's got some of the best animation in the world. And the Uh, best character art. I I just gotta say, their their outfits go hard. Every single one of their outfits. All the designs. 
Oh. Yeah, I do. Especially when you get to like the Hashiras uh, and you start getting Oof. like the really wild outfits and stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. it's very cool. Um, but it's it, that's one of the hallmarks of that show is that mm-hmm. every single one of the villains, they always have like some extensive like, but this is why you should actually feel bad for me. Like mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. before I do love that. Yeah, yes. I do love that. It's like exactly was, that. Yeah. I was all alone and sad, and then I got bit by a spider, <laughs> and the spider turned me into a demon, and then I yes. made other spider demons. This is I. I don't think that's in the show. I would show, never be alone th- again. Like, yeah, there are spider demons, but yeah. I don't remember what happened. Or like, oh, I use I <laughs> love to like play that. music. Yeah, I wanted to play music, and no one ever liked my music, so I became a demon. Uh, nope. And now I just and then I killed someone... a bunch of people, and that's not so bad because I had a bad time. Yeah. So you should and, be fine. Yeah, now I make that. music <laughs> as a demon, and it's good if you don't like it because it's going to kill you. Uh, but that's yeah, exactly like, it. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When you get the chance to zoom in on people, I think I'm of the belief in the philosophy that if you truly know someone, you can't hate them and mm. i think like mm. obviously there are dis disgusting atrocious things people can mm-hmm. do in this life that don't deserve mm-hmm. the gift of love and and the, the grace of love uh and just i don't know there are I, i'm not against like yeah I, I don't even know what i'm trying to say here i think mm-hmm. what i'm saying is like, like there's mm-hmm. there is a, a if you zoom in on anyone's life enough mm-hmm. or even just ask one critical question and you yeah. add, like you can see the why of what they're doing very clearly. Mm. And if you see the why, can you truly hate someone? Can you truly mm. um, want their death? Can you truly, you know, any of that kind of stuff? So mm-hmm. I think especially in like I'm my friend is about to run Curse of Straw for me and I am so excited. I've never read the Ooh. book because I'm like, I'm saving <gasps> this. I read yeah. every other book and I just run mm-hmm. the campaigns if I really am super interested in what they're like. I would just run mm-hmm. one. Curse of Strahd, I've left alone because I'm like, I want to be scared. I want someone like I trust to run this for me. Um yeah. and she's running it and I'm so excited, but something we've literally chatted about is how do you make death matter in a world that's supposed to be like hopeless? especially Mm. because i believe that you should stretch out that moment and that you should give people the moment to matter um npcs pcs alike so i think in movies you don't really get that like someone just like if they die on screen or like man of steel Mm. like there are thousands thousands of people that died in man of steel we will never know their (sighs) stories unless they want unless later somehow Mm. dc wants to turn them into a superhero like the only ones who get stories are the special ones and it's like that's not Mm -hmm how real life works and that's not the philosophy i bring to my games either <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not ugh. superman yeah. it's either. like the little things that like really make things matter yeah you know exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah i think i think that uh i think that bringing a a sense of i guess honor rather to like mm-hmm. honor the fact that they were a person uh, mm-hmm. And I think being a person matters. And yes. I think that that like in, in recognizing that. So even if we say what we think of this person is that they were terrible, something like um, uh, I read this is I know it got adapted into a movie. I have mm-hmm. not seen the movie, but I know the mm-hmm. book. I read the comic uh, also written, I think, by a guy from Ohio uh, called <laughs> My Friend Dahmer, which is about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, as a yes. teenager, oh, yeah. When he I was in, and the guy was yeah. in high school with him and they were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And w- the book unequivocally condemns 
the way the choices that Dahmer eventually made as an adult. Mm-hmm, but it, what mm-hmm. it's essentially showing is this is what he was like when he was younger. And it like explicitly mm-hmm. says multiple times, none of this justifies anything that came yeah. later. But at the same yeah. time, there's something very interesting about the story of a young man who's in like a repressive environment with a difficult home life who develops drinking problems, mm-hmm. uh, ha- is is gay in a society that won't accept that, et cetera, mm-hmm, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then also seeing like what that was like for his classmates to just see him as, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's that funny kid who does weird voices and stuff. And and mm. yeah, and like, I think that that, you may still hate Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't think you're, I think you're justified for doing it. Like, I don't yeah. think you're wrong yeah. for being like this yeah, guy. Yeah, pretty justified. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but at the same time, mm-hmm. I agree. Like it does bring a different mm-hmm. feel to be like, oh, he was a, he was an actual person. And even it makes, it's almost as scarier to realize that a real person yeah chose to do these things as opposed to Mm -hmm. just like a mindless creature or monster yep oh for sure like yeah real people are scarier than any like imaginary monster you could make up for sure yeah Mm. yeah big time um Mm -hmm. i did want to ask you how did you get in because i know that you are really into magic the gathering but also into Mm. ttrpgs and we've gotten as far wait hang on sorry i'm so sorry lexi you're you're into magic i had no idea about this oh my god yo lexi's on lexi's in magic now (laughs) y'all saw that alien card like that literally (laughs) is just i okay wait i've Ah. been planning because i just got the silver hair and i'm like okay next i've already bought like the packs of hair that i need to do the blonde because i'm like i'm just gonna commit for a whole month or two months and just do the full blonde so i can do an aon um cosplay because i'm like it's gotta happen oh yes oh so cool sorry yes jeremy i got really excited no i was just gonna say how (laughs) how did we get the transition from like because we got as far as screenplays Mm -hmm. how did we then get into ttrpgs and such Yeah, I mean, I get to college and break out of my shell, and eventually it's one of those things where um, I had heard about D&D. I had actually heard about it during high school and had asked someone to join their game during high school, but he was like, oh, well, we're super late in a campaign. I don't know if we could, like, add in someone. So I thought all Mm -hmm. D&D was done. I was like, oh, all D&D is shut down, I guess. (laughs) Like, I just didn't think anybody else was playing. I was like, okay, cool, nothing. Um... And if I would have just understood, I could have probably just held out and been in another campaign then. But it took getting to college. Um, and when I got to college, I was in a Skype campaign of Curse of Strahd. Um, I didn't realize it was Curse of Strahd at the time. But my friend mm-hmm. had invited me because her twin brother was like, I want to run this game. It's horror. Well, pitching money for Curse of Strahd, like for the, for the book. Um, we bought the book. And then he started running it for us. That was the first... Like this headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Committed character sheet um, I had made. Now, I do have to say, I played D&D before that, and the D&D before that was this game where, like, none of us, like, I have to, I need to start sending out this character sheet. My friend, like, my best friend who's in all my games now, where we started with D&D is absolutely hilarious because we didn't understand a character sheet. So, like, Mm -hmm. under, like, it's, like, you know, strength, condex, whatever. We just wrote, like, check as in, like, yes. I have yes, I have constitution. I have constitution. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea what was going on. We were making everything up. It's like, what weapons do you have? We're like, we have to make this up and like writing stuff down. Well, what weapons do you have? Yes, yes. gun. Yeah. Like, yes, no, weapons. yeah. That, she what she played she played this character called Rash Ketchum, which was actually like a kid whose pet rat Rikachu. <laughs> Was a crime boss, and she was like, "Oh, he's an old god and a crime boss." So yes, he has intelligence. Like this character sheet is terrible to look at now because we're like, "Oh god, that's not how you do it." A great idea for a warlock, though. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we even like. I was a bard, but I don't think we really had a lot of classes or anything. We played that once, and then it was just like way too much. So this other Curse of Strahd time, I count it as like another restart because i actually understood the character sheet like i went and watched videos on how it worked um i bought the player's manual and then we played one mm. session and immediately i was like and i think that was my the, the summer between sophomore and junior year i bought the or no no junior and senior year that's what it was junior and senior year mm-hmm. played the first game senior year i bought the dm's guide and was like i'm gonna do this like mm-hmm. we played one session and i was like i want to do this i i, I can't mm-hmm. imagine Amazing. like I, I i can't find anybody else to play with and mm-hmm. i want to make worlds like i love writing like this seems perfect um mm-hmm. and immediately like dove into building a world and so i kind of made that transition by like playing once and then turning around and being like oh this is what it could be like like i could be i the, could make this yeah good. i could i could, t- <laughs> I could tell the story we can put numbers in these spots whoa i was like (laughs) immediately intrigued um and started working on my first world which i think i've talked about this before but like it's like a disney inspired world where like 
I didn't show anybody the map until they asked for it. So they got one from like Princess Rapunzel or something. Or not Princess Rapunzel, but her mom. They were all on the search for Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. They all played. Like I literally have the minis painted. I should go get them and show you. But they were Kronk, Jim Hawkins from uh, Treasure Planet, I think. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Treasure Planet. And then Kida from Atlantis. I had those three (gasps) players. And it was so much fun, but... From obs- uh, from like the, the obs- more obscure, well, not obscure, but like yeah. the non-mainstream, uh, but exactly. some of the most beloved, like si- like smaller movies. Exactly, yeah, it was beloved. wonderful, yeah. and it was one of those things where like I learned so much in that first campaign because I was just completely, I don't know, I was railroading everyone so much. Um, <laughs> And also had no idea what the structure of an adventure looked like. I, I wasn't watching Critical mm. Role. I wasn't watching anything at that point. So I was just like hoping for the best. Um, so we would play and we had a lot of stupid, goofy, fun times. But it just mm-hmm. got so oppressive because at that point in time, I didn't realize the difference between playing a character that people know and love and making up your own character. And the pressure mm-hmm. of being like, well, I have to, I really want to open this door, but my character wouldn't interact like princess kita would never interact with something haunted if she knew it was haunted like yeah absolutely mm-hmm. would not do that and so it was just mm-hmm. like very limiting for the players like they couldn't have fun they couldn't do things mm-hmm. that they wanted to do because they were holding to the idea of these already existing characters um mm-hmm. but the map like i didn't give it to them till they asked for it they finally got it and it was like a map of the mickey head that i had made and like put all my cities yes. on and stuff like i worked really hard it's to so make it cool. like look like actual land <laughs> they, were, they were on the hidden mickey the whole time <laughs> <laughs> hidden mickey oh found <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun and that was like mm-hmm. like i said that was going into senior year senior year hits and we're playing D a lot more often um but i think it was january of 2020 that we we're chilling. We had taken a break because I was like, eh, this Disney thing is like not really hitting right. I don't know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Took a break, tried to play a couple more times. COVID hit. <laughs> so then we started mm-hmm. playing in a new world, like started just doing something different. Um, but that was all like COVID hitting and then me going all in on D&D and other tabletop games mm-hmm. was all at the same time. Very much all at the same wow. time. Yeah. It's right. wild. Yeah, hell of Yeah, and so did that then, like, because you've now you now have your own D and D show that you are the DM yeah. of. Like, how did Ooh. we go from there then to Strix? You? Oh, it's honestly the work of like my amazing mentor Jess, and seeing people in this space and like being completely irreversibly myself on the internet um because i just i get very excited about people i get very excited about things i i like i wish that i could say that that is an act and i turn it off and i sit down in my like little apartment and i don't you know i interact with people stuff and when i say lol i'm not actually laughing or whatever but like truly people and their capacity to come up with things and create excites me so what happened Mm -hmm. was is that i was doing my home games and i the first thing that happened was I got I made a Twitter for Black Girl Mage and I worked with my mentor to like figure out what I wanted to do. Um, 
and then tweeted the first show idea I had, which was like a Shit's Creek campaign where it's like elves who are like old and like they've always lived in this mansion and always <laughs> had their money um, who get completely everything gets repossessed and they get kicked out and have to live <laughs> in a town that they owned and start going on adventures and doing stuff to get their money back. Started tweeting Perfect. about that. And having fun with the idea of like all these different shows I could make, but people just started interacting with me. And then I just started guesting on shows. And my mentor was like, okay, you need to learn how to be a player, like performing as a player, performing as a GM, doing both GM and producing at the same time, like to learn how to do that and production. Mm -hmm. Like you need to learn all four of these things in order to like figure out where you want to end out. And I really, really just loved like, I loved performing with people mm -hmm. um, in a professional capacity that allowed me to flex like acting skills and mm. the GMing live was just something mm -hmm. I found electric. So ever since then, it's just kind of been championing my friends projects, being a part of my friends projects and then watching the space enough and taking the data that I was gathering of just like, mm -hmm. whoa, like people really love this. Like, how did that how does how does that work? And bringing that back and talking to my mentor and talking to my friends about it. And experiencing the highs and lows of high school football when it comes to the AP space, and then uh, yeah. developing Strixu and being like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. This is going to be my thing. Um, Amazing. I I had a whole cast. I was like, these are people that I wish could be on there, and I uh, mm -hmm. messaged every single person, and all of them said yes. So like, <laughs> yes, that's uh, fantastic. Cast of six, yeah. it just came together so wild. Oh. It was yeah. wild. amazing. So what has it been like uh, producing your own show and releasing it? How, uh, how many seasons have you done at this point? So we've done the prequel season, which was four episodes. And we actually just finished season one, like recording season one. We're mm. like, and I'm going through and editing things and we're trying to get it ready to let go. Um, I'm hoping mm. by my birthday, which is like August 2nd ish. So We'll see. Um, but the idea, it's, it's been mind-blowing. It doesn't make any sense. It feels like I'm making a movie. Like, mm. truly feels mm. like I'm making a movie, mainly because we're not, we're pre-recording. Um, on top of pre-recording, I'm composing music for it and finding music. I'm adding sound effects. I'm editing everything in. Um, mm. Like, we were talking about Riverside. Like, what we did literally was everyone records separately. Mm -hmm. I bring everyone's mm -hmm. video into Premiere watch through mm -hmm. the whole thing once and then watch through and make notes of like where I want sound things to happen. And then la mm -hmm. last, the prequel was super involved where I was like editing every single thing um, and changing the layout, the uh, yeah, the layout um, dynamically according to who was talking and conversation. It was very, very polished and very put together. It almost killed me. Like, yeah, that's that is a lot. Like, I mean, even the idea of like doing a first pass and then going through and deciding oh. where to put stuff. I like, I, I have to do it like on the fly. Yeah. Otherwise, my brain will oh, shut down. Me too. I do yeah. audio editing for the quantum reactor, and I've, I've, yeah. I considered doing that once, and then I was mm -hmm. like, I could not do that. I no, could not just sit to. Not, the, I could no. not just listen to this raw entirely, and then mm -hmm. force myself to go back. I just got to do it as i go yeah. so that's incredible dedication because yeah. i think yeah. the advantage of the way that you do it is you get to see the shape of the thing before mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. then start going in and changing things yeah that's exactly mm. it like i have notebooks full of just like me writing down timestamps of like okay mm -hmm. this layout yeah. with this person or these two people or these four people um from this to this timestamp, and then from that ending timestamp to the next one and it's like seconds long of like 
stitching in people and cutting in people and doing what a lot of editors mm. for films do, which is like feeling mm. out the thing and saying, okay, I want to punch in on like this person had a really good reaction. Yep. Let me use that here. Yeah. Um, and kind of doing that s- filmmaker thing. Um, mm. It was wonderful. And I think it's been very validating. Um, I get to just laugh at everyone all the time. I get to like <laughs> laugh at and with everyone all the time. Anytime there's <laughs> like a break, I just start laughing. It's so hard because <laughs> I'm sitting in a room like hunched over. Um, or if there's two characters flirting, I like pause it and have to do the Love thing that. where I get up and like walk away. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm standing myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my God. And then I sit back down. Yes. And I'm like, okay, we're good. I can keep going mm-hmm. now. But it's like watching The Office where you're like, you're sitting and watching and then Michael does something bad and you have to pause it and stand up and watch. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh, oh no. It's like you're a yeah. fan, but you get to, it's like you get to be a fan of the thing that you're helping yeah. to make exactly mm. it's it's such a good like a good feeling um mm. i think if i didn't like it if i didn't love it honestly um it would be very hard for me to sit through and do the same exact thing um mm. i think i can find love for just about everything uh so mm. it's it's easier for me because i've helped other people uh with their shows i've composed things for other people's shows and that requires kind of watching through or listening through or getting a vibe and a tone um but it's exactly what you said being a fan of your own thing and like getting to just mm. experience it over and over and over which mm-hmm. to some people is hell but to me so far <laughs> has been heaven <laughs> well i think i think also for gming that's incredibly useful being a fan yeah. of your players and the stuff that you all are creating together i think mm-hmm. brings such a a level of excitement and i think mm-hmm. like playing with gms who feel like they really like they're very invested in your story is like mm-hmm. oh yeah. it's it's so nice because the gm's like oh yeah. man like getting all excited <laughs> when you do the stuff i feel like it makes the whole like because it, 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 obviously gms are playing too and i think it makes i think mm-hmm. that having mm-hmm. somebody having the person with the loudest voice at the table be a fan of what everyone else is doing i think mm-hmm. really elevates the energy of a game I mean, that is you as a GM, by the way, Jeremy. Yes. Like, you, like somebody will do something wild, and you'll be like, "Yeah, fucking, let's go!" Like, it's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, amazing! I it, look, oh I can't help gosh. it. The hype is real. Like when uh, people will make moves, and I'll be like, "Oh, oh, yeah, no. it's great." There was a thing that I saw. <laughs> I, I, I did at Convergence recently. Uh, shout uh-huh. out to Quincy's mm-hmm. Tavern. Uh, I was uh, at Convergence, mm-hmm. uh, an event that he put on, and uh, in one of my games, there was. Um, it actually ties in with a story with what you were talking about earlier with the deaths uh, mm. and character deaths me- being mm. meaningful. Basically, the general plot was that it there was they the, the characters had been transported back in time to key historical events uh, and had been at a battle like this big battle that was de- uh, that they'd seen depicted on a tapestry and they're like mm. whoa mm. Uh, but they were now there and they had fought the leader of the opposing side and because we had limited time I basically had them just roll opposed battle checks to see mm. who, who mm. which side of one they lost uh, and so because and they lost by so much that I basically gave them the choice that either two of you die or one of you dies and two of you are maimed. Uh, and they chose oh that option. And so we had, yeah, we had a whole season, we had a whole scene where that character had been like run through with these claws and had like a moment to say goodbye to everybody. But in his backstory, he had, he couldn't remember how old he was or really much about his past. He just remembers waking up. It's almost like a Rip Van Winkle thing. Like yeah. he just woke up one day, mm-hmm. but doesn't remember anything in contrast to Rip uh, and just wandered around befriending people. Uh, and so he died. And then eventually they, 
they got they got to the end of the war. Uh, mm-hmm. They had gotten a hold of like an herb that was like a healing herb, but would also like cause mm-hmm. you to pass out and all this stuff. Uh, and they mm-hmm. they arrived at the end of the war at like this little obscure church and discovered that character as a little kid. Uh, and just and like, and, oh, and wow. the, he, the, the leader of the opposing side had run away and was hiding out in this church. And because the, that little, that character's family, like sort of operated that church, they had like gone in there thinking that it's like, oh, well, time to get set up. And he was in there and he can't have these people here. So he killed that dude's entire family. Uh, and oh, there was like a moment. Yeah. So it, 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 and there was a moment where like they could decide to give him the herb to basically, uh-huh. which would have caused him to fall asleep and forget everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it would have basically closed the loop where it's like, oh, the reason he didn't remember everything is because you guys erased his memory because he oh was so traumatized gosh. from what he saw. And everyone was sitting there like, oh, and one of the players realized this and she had the stuff and she was like, I dump it out on the ground. And it was like, <gasps> oh, like oh everybody was like, Whoa, this is wild uh, and completely created a new timeline uh, where he now remembered everything. The whole direction mm-hmm. of the war had changed. The nation no longer existed. Like all of these different and like uh, they. Yeah, it was really. But it's the, the, like those. I, I don't know. I just get hyped. Like that story yeah. in and of itself yeah, is like, yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> that's so sick. That they did that. It's really mm-hmm. fun. And I, I think that there's mm-hmm. been this like arch, not even archetype. Yeah. Archetype of GMs and DMs who like are against players, like are against and mm-hmm. want to specifically like defy everything their players do. And I think mm-hmm. you lose out on so much because you get the chance to just like, watch something rad happen like yeah for every mm-hmm. single I, I think that there's like definitely merit to being like hey move, like let's not uh maybe we <laughs> dial it back a yeah, little we're gonna, bit you know we're gonna dial it back <laughs> like um truly i i watch it watch i listen to a lot of nad pod and just yes. the this Big is <laughs> yeah this is not looney tunes like <laughs> we're not doing <laughs> that you can absolutely <laughs> call my warriors birds but like if we if it gets any further than that, I'm shutting it down. Um, like, it's like Murph has them all tethered to the ground, and somehow yeah. he has to. Sometimes he has to like pull them in, like yes. pull them in just a little bit closer to the earth. I imagine it's like you know, like you see like a dad with like uh, kids, and they're all on like li- yes, little tether yes. things, and he's like, no, no, everyone, please. Yeah. Dad reflexes like the kid starts to run into the street. He just yoinks them back with the with the leash. Yeah. No, <laughs> yep, like but in the best the way, YouTube yeah. videos that are just like specifically compilations of dad saves where it's like a kid that like <laughs> accidentally is going to fall down the stairs and the dad like grabs him out of no. midair <laughs> like stuff like that those compilations are just like Murph's mm-hmm. DMing like yes. as, as, yes. as a whole but like truly like that is that's the definition of it like it, you can be a guardian of the rules but you can also be a champion of the players because mm-hmm. players come up with really fun things that you get to just sit back yeah. and be like whoa I'm watching this like as a fan like yeah um, I an example of this that I really enjoy. So I've been watching Never After <gasps> on Dimension Twenty. Yes. So so good. I've just I'm finished yelling, it. Screaming, um, crying. It, I, I know oh. for real. It's it's very very good. If you if you if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Like good good yes. shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I won't give anything particularly away. But literally, um, somebody was like, "I have a rocket. Can I give this bird 
the rocket so the bird can fire off the rocket. And then Brennan was just like, like initially like, oh my fucking God. And then was like, just put on a voice for the bird. Just like, I did two two tours and like, I've been in wars and I've done this and I've done like everything. And I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. And like, turn this bird into a whole ass character. And it was just the funniest thing. And just like, just taking what the players do and running with it and making it just like, making a silly idea be just a bunch of fun. It's it's great. I I love it when GMs. Highly, highly recommend. I've Mm -hmm. never... I've never lost that way, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I've lost in other ways where the actual tab- table experience, like, I think a lot of DMs are very focused, and not even a lot of DMs, but people that advise DMs to, like, go against their players in that way, they're very mm-hmm. focused on losing, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. losing a game that they want to win when there's no win condition, when you could be cultivating a, an experience at your table that doesn't make you feel like you're losing in the first place. Like, mm. I play D&D with six people. We're all professionals. And this this show will go and has gone a certain way. And it's like, I don't, I haven't lost because my villain got beat up. Or I didn't lose mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I rolled like crap. I didn't lose because I, I wanted to do the villain monologue. And like, you can watch this happen mm-hmm. over and over and over. Like first episode of Shrikshu, I'm like, you, you've all been gathered here as the top 13 students. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you really going to do this right? Are you sure? Are you, did you, oh, sorry. Did you want to talk? Did you want to talk? I'm sorry. Like they just do it to me all the time. <laughs> if, I, if I was anyone else, I would feel like, like it is a dunk but you can see me just yeah. sitting there like mm-hmm, this is so funny this is hilarious i hate and love this at the same time how dare you do this to and me it's like yeah. i'm uh. going to win even in those moments where other people would find that as like you're being disrespectful to my villain because i've worked hard to create a table where i never lose lived in that that's so poetic lived in that in uh curse the spider queen with the monarch tajani when they were like this is our most sacred area and it's like the well and you were like the well 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 (laughs) (laughs) get out no you you got so that really took me aback though because like the character in the game was like actually forced my character out of the room and didn't give me any of the lore and (laughs) forced juju to just wait outside and i was starting to plot ways like i'm gonna turn into a spider i'm gonna gonna wild chip into a spider and sneak back in i'm gonna get in there (laughs) oh Oh, that was so funny and then then you did it again (laughs) i did i did it again not two times Not yeah, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. Great. <laughs> staring, staring them straight in oh, the eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. But yes, um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Lexi. Like the, 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 mm-hmm. I yes, inve- like investing in letting your players have fun and trying to say yes and rather than mm-hmm. constantly saying no. Mm-hmm. Like even letting them get a win, a win does not have to be unequivocal. Like mm-hmm, you can make it mm-hmm. so that there are no truly unequivocal wins. Maybe, yeah. oh, maybe they, yes, they defeated the villain, but okay, maybe the villain, maybe in defeating the villain, they caused someone else that they care about to be harmed. Like the villain had secret mm-hmm. plans that because they never actually said their speech, the secret plan just went off. Uh, yes. They was like, yeah. I set it all up uh, to go without me and you just attacked me. Uh, I had a whole thing. Like if I die, there's a fail safe and it went mm-hmm. off. 
uh, and you, yep. you killed me. Uh, and or it could even be maybe the villain. Uh, if we're trying to humanize people, maybe the, maybe the villain had family. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's one of those situations mm-hmm. like where the villain had family who thought they were a good person and did not realize all this stuff and is now like these people Mm -hmm. killed my beloved parent or sibling (laughs) yes that sort of thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. yeah Yeah. what what happens yeah if it's there's so many yeah like um um oh uh vivica a fox's daughter yes uh comes coming uh comes back yeah this i will have it known to all of the three black halfling fans and everyone in all of everywhere that i said that zendaya should come back as her daughter when i first watched the movie which was in 2014 i don't want to hear from any like i heard i saw a whispering that they're making another kill bill movie with zendaya and it was like i think it was definitely not actually i feel like it was a fandom thing that they're like oh Mm. zendaya is rumored to come back she's been working with uma thurman and i definitely haven't heard anything since but when it first came out i was like if someone stole my idea i will i swear to god (laughs) like just the idea of like literally doing another set of movies that is her coming back Mm. and taking Mm -hmm. out uh getting to uma Mm. but like having to go through like her daughter exactly yeah but like i she's justified so it's like a killmonger thing where we have to think about like who gets justice in that situation who she does deserve Mm -hmm. a life for a life like even though her mom Mm -hmm. did something terrible there is justice to be dealt here um (laughs) oh gosh it would be so compelling i I, I haven't seen kill bill which is wild i know was Zendaya in, no, in Kill Bill? Okay, I was going to say. Like the first, was she alive? The first 12, 14 minutes of this movie is mm-hmm. Uma Thurman knocking on a door in the middle of suburbia. Vivica A. Fox mm-hmm. swinging open. They get into it. Like, I'm talking slam each other on the glass tables. Like, yeah, no words over. exchanged. Immediate, no words. Immediate fists. No Pulling words. Pulling out knives. Right. They're bleeding. It's a wonderful sequence. Like, literally bleeding. Mm-hmm. It kind of defies everything about, like, I mean how people assume women would fight air quotes women mm. would fight whatever it's yeah. like a very bloody earth shattering fight where they're like literally both tired like panting as a yellow yeah. school bus pulls up in the distance <gasps> and her daughter no. gets off the school bus and they're like knives up staring at each other like will not break eye contact and then vivica i fox vivica i fox vivica fox <laughs> she glances at the door and sees the girl getting off the bus and she's like we have to stop this for my baby like please and the second that the door opens the two of them immediately prop up put the knives in the broken glass oh, no behind their butt, and it's just like oh visibly you know, bleeding like, like hey honey as the dog yeah. comes in. she's like is everything okay Not she's so like funny. yeah it's fine it's just my new friend this is my new friend whatever they continue <laughs> she's like they send her to her room and the two of them just talk in their kitchen and then the fight continues and she ends out killing uh mm-hmm. spoilers for kill bill but like she ends out she ends out killing vivica fox and mm-hmm. then the daughter comes in oh no as it's ha- just as she's like wiping the blood off of uh, her knife and she's like if you want to come back and get justice i'll understand but your mom did like bad things and so, like, you, you'll know where to find me if you ever want your justice the way I want mine. Oh, and my moves on yeah, to the I'm next fully on board It's this. rad. Yeah. I'm on so board rad. Yeah, absolutely. So rad. Super Zendaya, cool. let's do yeah. this. <laughs> so, so cute. Oh, it would be so mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, Lexi, so there is something that we do ask mm-hmm. everyone on yeah. the show. 
that that we're very excited to ask you and it is a tale from the table usually jasper poses this question but uh jasper's not here and i'm gonna give it a go. <laughs> yeah. um so Grab the reins, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do it hi um but yeah so basically it can be uh whether you've been like gming or whether you've been a player and just like something like really interesting or really cool or what um just like a, a memorable story that you'd like to tell us about just from from a, from a game Ooh, yeah. i have a lot like all of them oh now, gosh yes good <laughs> can i okay can i do like a a two-parter i'll yeah. do okay oh, yeah. so i'll do a little bit of one because it's like not something that is like a specific tale but it's so funny and i cannot stop thinking about it during the prequel <laughs> season of strix you mm-hmm. one of the players like i'm starting this off at a house party and so it's literally like almost like a camera that is doing one shot through mm-hmm. a mansion going through and seeing every single person and introducing the characters exactly I love that. and it yeah. got mm-hmm. to one character um their name is austin but their character's name is lamar and this is like mm-hmm. a well-known thing now. Like people have made a hashtag out of it because basically <laughs> we cut to Lamar and Lamar has this friend that's been showing up and her name is Nora. And it's, this is from Strixhaven lore. So if you've ever, you know, the mm-hmm. NBC Nora, the two of them, I fully didn't tell anyone how I was going to start this, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we, this has got to be sad. This is going to be so sad because Austin told oh, no. me that like, oh, me and Nora had a thing freshman year, but now I'm like trying to move away from it. Ooh. Ooh. And so we literally started mm-hmm. off with a breakup and no oh, one no. else freaking knew what was going on. <laughs> oh, that's so juicy. I love so, that. Like, oh. the, full, the whole scene is just like me playing uh, Nora and being like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so great. Like, it's so great to see you. Like, because you weren't texting me back, but like, it's okay. It's cool. It's fine. I'm so excited to see you now. Oh, no. And no. Lamar's just like, do you want to go in this other room and talk? And they do. And immediately, <laughs> Lamar's like, um, I just don't know. I, I don't know if we should keep doing this. Um, but like, if you still want to come over, you oh totally can. <laughs> and somehow, it, it just was like the most rancid breakup. You can literally cut around to other people's faces. And I think I do with the editing. <laughs> Everyone was not prepared. Everyone's staring like just oh, wide eyed no. at the camera. <laughs> I'm ter- I was like trying so hard not to break because it was just like one of those scenes. No one expected it to happen immediately yeah. and then everyone just started using hashtag like justice for nora <laughs> after oh. this moment <laughs> and i was like that's a dm win i'm just like yes. everyone yeah, pities sure. my npc thank you so much um for sure. that was i i cannot <sighs> emphasize one intro though a, a breakup yeah. for an intro is perfect it really so is wild. yeah <laughs> it's like i gotta start mm-hmm. using this more it's an immediate emotional <laughs> hook. People are like, oh, yeah. no. Just like, so who wants to be emotionally devastated at the start of the season this time? Anyone? Anyone? No? <laughs> yes? No? no. Mm-hmm. Any triggers? No? Tell me, tell me who. Tell me who. Break up now. Yes, it's yeah. true. I just feel like breakups are so rife for, uh, uh, like, everyone breaks up with people differently. <laughs> so it's mm. very interesting to be like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. It's very revealing as a concept. Just like especially like even if it's like like your character doing it, it must it must say like a little bit about how you might do it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's definitely a personality. Like I love anything in my game that's like, so how do you go about this? 
Let me l- tell mm-hmm. me how you do this specifically. Oh. <laughs> tell us me more about the person involved. <laughs> how the worst? How do you want to do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Matt can have all the best ones. I am in charge of the worst ones. Which oh, that's is so brutal. <laughs> How do you want to break this person's yes, heart? How do you want to do exactly. that? Mm-hmm. How do you want to do that? Oh, god. <laughs> so what's the I other part the, of this? Excellent. The other one, mm. it's like not even a part. It's just another game that I ran. Like I've started doing this thing where if my players can't show up to a game, my IRL like D and D friends, if they cannot show up to a game, I have four people in that game. I've started doing this. Uh, fun little game that's set in a place of my world inspired by uh orion d blacks um like we we did a it was supposed to be a campaign and it ended out not being but um it was a campaign in this world where like a portal opened up and people went in and it's like a huge mega dungeon but if you get to the center there's a wish spell and two people (gasps) have completed it so far um and so a new dungeon opened up and now people are like you everyone's formed like guilds like there's the botanist Ooh. guild there's like the rogues guild the fighters guild and you are supposed to build a team and go in it was mm-hmm. so rad it was like me it was like connie it was like gabe hicks it was oh my god it was so many people it was so rad and so i dropped that so into fun. my world and so now i've had if you can't show up we do this secret little game nobody else we're not allowed to talk about it outside of it it's our little fight club oh my god yeah i was gonna say it's fight club it's a speakeasy of, of exactly. games and, that, yeah. and last yeah. time they went to this like plains like an icy tundra place where they were supposed to get rid of this fire or this ice dragon and mm. i have never had anything polymorph before it's my first polymorph Oh, against you? Against me. I was like, I was going to ruin your life with this ice dragon really quick, but okay. Cool, cool, cool. They turned him into a rabbit. Oh, no legendary resistances or nothing. Nothing. Oh, no. I was like, cool, 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 cool. And so I started coming up with a voice for this rabbit and I started playing him. And so I had done this thing. This is my infamous. Uh, signature move, which is I give people things and forgot that I gave oh, them the thing. Yes. So oh, yeah. I gave them mm-hmm. a key at the very beginning and I was like, you're going to need this. I'm like the person that's giving them the quest. You're going to need this. And halfway through, mm-hmm. they're like, what is this key for? We're in a tundra. And I was like, what? I forgot about that. <laughs> so they were like, they said to the ice dragon who turned into the rabbit, he's like, you know, like, it's really good to see you all. Like, I I felt so angry for years. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy to be so small my anger feels so small i feel like i should deal with that and they they automatically like they were like do you know what this key does and the most wretched thought i've ever had in my life i was like um uh, the rabbit turns around (laughs) no (laughs) lifts the tail (laughs) his butt his asshole just extends to a, a door and he i was like throughout the whole thing he's screaming he's like (laughs) (laughs) screaming bloody murder oh we were like how did the person who gave us the quest know this was gonna happen and the rabbit's like you have to hurry you must go you gotta you gotta go through i cannot hold this for long like Please, it's hurting. I can't have no time to answer the questions. Just go through. Just go, go, go. go. Don't worry about Just it. Go. Fly, you fools. Just run into my ass. Get in there. Exactly. Put the key in the door and walk through. And it was, they ended out in the door. Uh. 
the ass. The <laughs> keyhole. Yes, the keyhole. Mm-hmm. Um, they twist the key. They ended out in the first chamber. It's like really hard. Like once you go into this place, <laughs> you have to trace your way back out. And they ended out in the yeah. first room of this mega dungeon. And the door like shut and they could just hear. Ah! And then it shut all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and when I terrible. say we had like 30 minutes left of this session, we spent the last 30 minutes just laughing so hard. Oh, my God. I would cry was, like in so many ways. I would cry. It had me in tears. I, I've never given into a, an improv thought faster. Mm. <laughs> Truly phenomenal GMing. Oh, Truly my goodness. Amazing improv. Oh Fantastic stuff. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't convince you to go and check out um, Lexi's stuff, I don't yeah. know what will. You know, don't know. You know, I, I might just trailer. not be the person for you <laughs> if you don't like rabbits with assholes to other <laughs> other dimensions. You don't like the truth. <laughs> Narnia lies within the rabbits. Took us. <laughs> there was no closet. The closet was a rabbit the whole time. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh, all doors are actually so, connected so to rabbits. It's a piece of it's lore. It's true. Mm-hmm. Little known it's piece true. of lore. It's all true. rabbits have doors. Mm-hmm. For every door your players <laughs> encounter, you roll a D100 or a D1000, mm-hmm. which is like an extra hundreds die mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And if it lands on a zero to 10, if you get a zero to 10 on it, then it's a rabbit. Then Yeah. It's a rabbit's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to say it. You walk through the yeah. door and it's a in rabbit's the like, handbook, oh, actually. It's finally. I've been here for 25 years waiting for someone to. It's funny that it hurt so bad, but it didn't do enough damage for me to turn back into a dragon. So it's really been a oh, long all time. Specifically dragons it's kind of an awkward amount of polymorphed into rabbits. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Gang, this is rules as written in the Dungeon Master's yeah. Guide. You look it up if you don't want to it. Jeremy Crawford. Please tell them. Please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming, Lexi. Oh, thank my Thank you so much, goodness. Lexi. This has been fantastic. Yes. <laughs> what, what a good wow. time. Wow. Revolutionary. Yeah. If you do end up <laughs> checking out any of the Frank Peretti books, some of which are actually pretty decent. Uh, again, yeah. I remember them being, this is not me endorsing Frank Peretti if he has a bunch of like really homophobic or otherwise regressive bad mm-hmm. stuff in his books. Very it bad. It was a long Probably. time. I read them way over 10 years ago. So it's been a long, oh, long time yeah. since. I, I think I was a teenager. Maybe I, I was mm-hmm. like 11, 12. So it's been like nearly 20 years since I've read these books. So. Yeah, the likelihood is is yeah. So high, read them with not. your own peril if you do check them out. Yes, for sure. But, Proceed yeah. with peril. Yeah, but Lexi, <laughs> where can the folks find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch under the same exact name, um, Black Girl Mage, where I am a dungeon master, a game master. I have a lot of thoughts, and I support a lot of my friends. Um, a lot of the times, I'm just thinking about. D and playing D and D. So if you want to know what I'm playing in next or doing, uh, that's the best place to find me. All right, very and nice. Liv, oh, and rather before we go to live, where can people find Strix? You. Oh my yes. goodness. Uh, so Twitter is the best way at first because on my uh, page you can see there's literally my pin tweet is the Strix You trailer, so you can at least see that and see if it's your thing. Um, it is very. I'm sorry, I composed the piece, so I'm like a little braggy about it, but like it is like marching band music that is (gasps) 
Oh, it's fucking baller. It's so good. It's probably like my favorite thing I've I ever written. That. Um, and I just turn oh, it on. Oh, is it like like high school style, like marching yes. bat? Yes, like, like, coll- like so college, sick. university. Like, yeah. Oh, it's rad. Um, and awesome. it's absolutely amazing. You can find the link to Strixu from that. Um, it's also on YouTube under the same Black Girl Mage uh, in a playlist that you can just watch oh, through real amazing. quick. Yeah. Convenience. Yeah. We love that. Everyone go mm-hmm. check that out. Go do it. Yeah. This is, this is right an official endorsement. <laughs> go go check that out. Uh, but Liv, where can people find you? Jeremy Black Girl Mage Cobb. Um, yeah! <laughs> uh, Lexi, I will send you my email if Woo! you want to send me a PayPal. Uh, a yes. single dollar, please. Of course, of course. A single yeah. dollar. Sending it. The majority of which PayPal will take. Um, oh. but, uh, <laughs> hi, yes, I'm Olivia. You can find me on Twitter uh, at does dark magic and every other social media i think at olivia does dark magic um you can also if you just enjoy tabletop stuff um including board games and and card games like magic the gathering etc uh, you can find me on youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker where we do a bunch of videos uh, all about tabletop and it's a lot of fun um also speaking of youtube you should go to youtube.com forward slash three black halflings and follow us there subscribe because we've got some stuff on the way that's very exciting i'm excited about it um and and yeah just uh that's that's me right that's all i do isn't it yeah, yeah that's all you do i think that's you all do i do so much that's, that's me yeah uh, why are you placing a limit on yourself <laughs> yeah you gotta reach to the ceiling know. what don't do you do yet you know like start what, there what don't i do yeah exactly <laughs> i don't i don't i don't own a circus and that's good because yeah. you know a lot of them are, are bad yeah. so yeah. yeah you're welcome I'm doing it, Jeremy. Sorry. It's absolutely yes. fine. Uh, on the note of uh, moving <laughs> away from circuses, uh, hi, my name yeah. is Jeremy Cobb. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Jeremy Cobb1. That's Cobb with two Bs and the number one. You can also follow me on Instagram at the TheCobbMeister. Uh, and you can follow this show on Twitter, yes. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Grinder, etc. Uh, at three, this is number mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. Black Halflings. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also, if you enjoy all of this and you want to hear more behind the scenes stuff, bonus episodes, you want to hear our episodes without ads, you can head over to the Three Black Halflings Patreon. That's patreon.com slash TB Halflings. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, I also stream these days. I, I don't just have <gasps> yes. social media. I also stream, Me yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Casual Quest Live. Uh, I, I've been streaming um, uh, Fallout New Vegas on Tuesdays Ooh, and uh, nice, Deus nice. Ex Human Revolution on oh, Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, and uh, mm. a slight hook, I don't play shooters at all. So this oh. is my first time playing either of these games. Shooters are Yes, these are the first first-person shooters I've ever played. Mm. Uh, so they are at least ever intentionally played. I think I've played maybe one in, in one round of Call of Duty. Uh, mm-hmm. because a, p- a person asked me to, but I I don't play shooters at all. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm having a blast playing the games. Uh, but yes, please go follow Lexi. Go check out Strix U, uh, and we will see you all next time. So long, Shire folk. So long. Goodbye, Shire folk.
That was a headgum podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>